CJCL Toronto. Welcome aboard Golf Show. Brent Gunning, Sam McKee, reunited. It feels so good. We're not interviewing each other during the first block of the show. We're actually both here to do it together. Your favorite golf guys, your favorite duo, your favorite two-ball match, whatever you want to call us. We're here. We're having fun. We got some great friends along for the ride today. I'll set that up in a minute. But before I do, I should let you know, as always, that the Golf Show is brought to you by your local Ontario Subaru dealers. Welcome to Uncommon Performance in a Subaru with legendary, symmetrical, full-time, all-wheel drive. Sammy McKee, how you doing? I'm doing spectacularly well, Gunning. Uh, very happy to be coming to you at a reasonable hour as opposed to the ungodly hour we were doing all week on the Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Um, I'm doing great. Uh, I'm really excited about, we'll get into it in a second here, but before, after I give the weather report, but I'm really excited about the women's golf in this country right now. The boys are a little bit fired up about that. You yeah, and I are, but I will give a little weather report. Uh, it's hot today. It is hot, hot, hot. We've got a heat warning in effect. You know, it's, it's feels like 28 right now at 10 after uh, sorry at 901 probably going up to feeling like around 40 today if you're heading out to the course i i got a few things you got to bring number one okay sunscreen 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 i mean i'm just sun kissed now i'm beyond uh, i still put it on but i'm beyond help the second thing maybe a little uh maybe maybe some water maybe a couple things of water you know make sure you stay (laughs) hydrated and then maybe if you're really feeling really feeling frisky, maybe some gold bond for those thighs. Boy, oh boy, <laughs> this can be a sweaty one out there, boys. So if you're listening to the show, make sure you got all those things heading out to the course. And I would say, I would suggest, how about a cart today? You know, you don't need to be a hero today. I'm a hey, you and I, we love to walk. We're we walkers. Do. I'm a walker through and through. But today, don't be a hero. Get a cart. Enjoy yourself. Get some cold beverages from the uh, from the cart on the course and enjoy yourself. You're you and I are such walkers that uh, well, I was about to not name the place, but we're about to talk to their director of communication. So I guess I can. We we had a uh, a, a little comp foursome at uh, TPC Toronto, and they said, "Hey, carts are there, boys." And you said, "Yeah, where are the pull carts, though?" I am walking this course right now. Uh, <laughs> me, you, Justin Bourne, and your old man. Uh, what a day that was! Yes, and, uh, what and a again, foursome. We will have uh, the director of communications for TPC Toronto, uh, our good buddy, and soon to be yours, a uh, a great guy with tons of great info on a really great uh, site that is only going to get better as the years continue to roll along. We won't spoil it too much there. Great interview coming up uh, in a couple of minutes' time with Decker. And then, guys, we... We broke glass. I I would not say it's in case of emergency, but in case of paying due and giving reverence to a man who deserves it. Scott Metcalf going to join us a little later on. Golf show legend, 680 News, City News 680 now, stalwart, news legend. Guy has, guy's, guy's trophy cupboard is looking like Jack Nicklaus's in the news world, okay? <laughs> so uh, I'm very excited to get his thoughts. Uh, the game of golf? Looks a little different since the last time he was doing this show. So there is quite a bit for him to weigh in on, uh, find out where he's playing, where he's teeing it, because you know we love to ask it. And if you're uh, getting out there today, 590-590 on the text line. Sam McKee has tried his best to make sure we can't access it, but somehow we still have access to the text line. So let us know where you're playing. 590-590, please include your name and location. McKee, you nailed you, – you, you touched on it off the top. We got a couple of pieces of news in Canadian golf – we got a couple of pieces of news in Canadian women's golf. 
Uh, I want to start not with Brooke Henderson. I know she's leading a major, and that may seem blasphemous, but we gotta we gotta go just a, we gotta go to a tournament that Brooke Henderson has won before. Now she didn't win the hundred and eighth edition of it because that was this week, but the Canadian Women's Am was played this week. There have been some incredible winners of this. Of course, Brooke Henderson has won it. Aria Jatanagarn, who's uh, ov- uh, often picking up trophies on the LPGA, she has won this and. A lovely young woman that we got to play with at a media event for Team Canada. My girl, Monet Chung. Money Monet picks up the title at the 108th Canadian Women's Am. This is a massive, massive tournament to win for anybody. And I'll be honest, made all the more sweeter by the fact that I got to watch her stripe it around Weston Golf and Country Club a little earlier on. I'm so thrilled for her. Uh, tons of game. Future's very bright. Big 10 champ, I believe, as well. If I saw yeah. our boy Kevin Blue shouting her out for that. So uh, I just, before we get into Brooke, I got to give a big shout to our girl Monet. Whoever won, won I would have been happy for him. But I'd be lying if I said I wasn't pulling for Monet when I noticed uh, how well she was doing earlier in the week. And sorry, I know you got. So, I know you want to get in on this. In just a moment of small world, I was up at this bachelor party and I got paired up with a twosome last week and I played with a guy, Ernesto, who plays out of Westmount, where the championship was. So big Bob. shouts to Ernesto, who plays at Westmount, and a bigger shout to Monet Chung. Well, well done. Congrats, congrats, Monet. Absolutely love it. I'm just going through her uh, her scorecards from this week. And uh, yeah, so she started off with a nice 70. Second round. You know, 78 went went the other way a little bit. And then her third round, a blistering 66 uh, around Westmount, which, listen, we played with her. And, like, she was playing with some media schlubs. It was you and me. It was uh, uh, our boy from the preferred lie, Mike Michael Forbes. Forbes. Yeah, who's a great guy as well, and I'm sure he's fired up for her. But, like, she wasn't necessarily – I wouldn't exactly call her locked in on her game when she was playing with us. I wouldn't say she was playing tournament golf when she was playing with us. <laughs> and she just went around an incredibly hard golf course. What would she shoot? 73 ho-hum? Like, she made it look incredibly easy. So, uh, just a huge congrats to you, Monet. Uh, keep up the good work. Keep up the momentum. We're all rooting for you. And she took home a nice little uh, $1,200 prize for the first place. Well. Not not a bad little uh, winner there. So, good job, Monet. Go, Monet, Go. Women's golf in Canada just getting better and better. Uh, and please, nobody ask me how that works with being an NCAA athlete and taking home a cash prize. I don't know. I don't want to know. And as far as I'm concerned, we didn't even say it in case anybody uh, d- down south is is listening. And to put in perspective the uh, the lack of locked in she was when she played with us. This was later in the, on in the round. It was a long par five at Weston. It goes like up and around a hill, uh, left uh, left dog leg, like up and around a hill. And I remember she just. She just stepped up and, like, crushed three wood. And I said to her, oh, are you trying to get to an exact number? She's like, well, normally. And I'm like, okay. But you're just hacking it up. <laughs> keeping it moving. So I uh, – I, Well, nor- not when I'm playing with you, idiots. But I really, yeah, really enjoyed I that. And, uh, and I'll never forget what I said to her on the first tee. I said, uh... Monet – you're going to see some stuff out here today. And she almost saw me birdie <laughs> one, and then it was all downhill from there. Oh, my God. Quick, oh, I quickly, forgot our boy, that. our boy Three Michael putt. Forbes from the Preferred Lie, right as I'm standing over my, my putt, he goes, we're all good, flag stick out, right? And old lockjaw me, I just crumbled. I pushed the putt like, 40 feet right and uh, three putted when I should have had a birdie. So there we go. Fun day. Love you though. Uh, check out his stuff at the preferred lie. Honestly, uh, we, we love all of the different golf media that's out there doing stuff. Uh, thrilled to get into, to, to give Monet a shout out. Thrilled to give our boy, Michael Forbes, a shout out and somebody who we need to shout out now. Our girl, let's be honest, my girl, but I'll let you in as well. Brooke 
Henderson. Oh, just you. dominating in France, crushing it. She goes 64-64, first person to ever do that on the LPGA Tour at a major, opens up a huge lead, starts moving day with a bogey, and you're thinking, oh, no, oh, no, is this the ultimate wheels are coming off? No, no, no. She righted the ship quickly, playing well now, continues to lead the pack. As you mentioned, her slow play may be grinding Nelly Corda to dust, but hey, it's all gazemanship, baby. Uh, big, big shout out to my girl, Brooke Henderson. If she gets it done this week, I am watching. I'm watching all you people who were who were shouting out Bianca Andrescu for her major or Grand Slam win. I'm watching. I am going to be looking for names because I want Brooke Henderson to get her due when she inevitably goes on to win this weekend. Love my girl, Brooke. We don't give her enough credit. Fired up for her. I don't even know what to say to that. Uh, why? Like, you're just the ultimate grudge guy. Like, whatever. Like, I'm just be happy. Guy. Why, why can't you be happy that she's playing well? And that, like, I am like, happy. You are happy? Yes, but you're like, others have to be happy. If I'm happy, they Agreed. have to be. Like, I don't Agreed. get it. I, I don't I guess I don't, we're just different people. I don't have that in it. But you're right. I, I am thrilled for Brooke. I really am. I you know, I don't think we're on the same level of love because of the slow play thing. I love her to death. She's one of my favorite Canadian athletes. I really do. But it'll always be that little block in, uh, in you know, with her with me. Just a little too slow. But I will say, we were joking about this before the show. And we were talking about how she's rocking the Skechers look. And, you know, we can say what you will about that. She's a good Canadian girl. She doesn't, doesn't take her look too seriously. It's fine. She's a great player. But... If you melt, like, she has to have the weird, because she wears, like, the capris, right? She wears, like, yes. the little capris. Yes. So she has to have the weirdest tan line. If we matched up, because I have the crew sock tan line, so if we matched up our tan line, she would have the perfect spot for me. So we'd be perfectly tanned if you put together me and Brooke Henderson. So there you go. I think we just have Brian Decker on the line hearing that introduction. But yes, yes that is. Go, the, Brooke, go. I think the first thing Brian Decker heard is talking about your tan line, which is that if he hung up the phone, I wouldn't be mad at him at all but i think he's still there uh our buddy love to get out on the course with him love to see him at work honestly i love it when i'm golfing and he's working that's maybe my favorite thing uh very pleased to welcome in now director of communications for tpc toronto at osprey valley brian decker how you doing decker did you hear from me? I'm glad nothing's changed. Sam, we played golf last Tuesday. All we talked about was that sock tan line, and we're still going a week and a half later. So good to see that something's never changed. He's like, well, he's like searching well, I gotta... for help in the community. He's just like, guys, I don't know what to do. I can't stop wearing them, but I have the worst, the worst tan line going. He's just, well, he's like, he's just searching for answers, Decker. Anybody who will listen, he's, he's talking to him the, about the it. Wake up, the wake-up call for me was when I won the, the trophy at Alberta. The wake-up call for me was the champion's photo, and it was like – the picture of me with the Crocs and the and the and the tan line. I really want that scrubbed off the internet. So it was a wake up no, call for me. No, I've been looking for help. It's part of your brand now. You'll never be able to run that. You're going to have to get that, you know, permanently tattooed on maybe because it's just it's part of the brand. I love it. That's that's very true. It's like Bryson Bryson has to stick with the hat even though he's gone away from it. And you got to be a crew socks uh, tan line guy. Uh, Brian, we're thrilled to have you on. Man, there's so much going on at, at TPC. You know, before we get into the nitty gritty of what's changing there and the big partnership with Golf Canada, why don't you take a little time to do a quick little infomercial here? You guys got three great tracks there. For anybody who hasn't been up, uh, what are what are they missing? I'll start. For shame on you if you haven't been up there. Uh, but what what are people getting? and their experience at TPC Toronto. Yeah, it's three of the top 100 golf courses in Canada. We've got the the Hoot, the North, and the Heathlands, all completely different style golf courses and, and all really a different, unique experience in and of themselves. And, and uh, like you said, we've got a lot going on here. 
Uh, you know, since joining the TPC network in 2018, we've got new clubhouses on the way, all kinds of events happening, and, and a big announcement that we have at Golf Canada this week. So it's, it's been a few years of, of momentum of where we've gone from, you know, being a destination with three great golf courses to, to becoming something a whole lot more uh, coming up in the future. So it's, it's, uh, it's like you said, it's exciting times around here. Yeah, so let's let's talk about that partnership with with Golf Canada. I mean, this is a this is a national governing body that I don't want to say has undergone changes, but just as the game has kind of exploded in the last couple of years, it, it feels like their initiatives have as well. Uh, I know they're partnering with you guys. I believe there there's a new office being built there. Uh, can you just tell us about the partnership with Golf Canada and kind of how it will benefit both parties and and just golfers in Canada in general? Yeah, you know, one thing that really strikes us about Golf Canada is they've got a big vision for the future. Uh, the way they're envisioning golf in Canada as, as being one of the, the biggest growing sports, already a huge participation sport, but but so much room to grow. Uh, that's the kind of partnership that we see uh, perfectly aligning with what we're doing. You know, we're, we're trying to grow. We're trying to become something that's, you know, more than just three great golf courses. And, and the partnership has really come together. You know, the, the announcement this, this uh, past Wednesday was, you know, a bunch of different things, you know, new headquarters, uh, really a, a home for Canadian golf, golf campus. We've got a public access putting green, the Canadian Golf Hall of Fame. Uh, a lot of different things going into their new headquarters on site. But it, it really is so much more than that because it, it really is about fostering kind of a space where the different bodies in Canadian golf, you know, from Golf Ontario, the Club Managers Association, PGA of Canada, can all get together and kind of have that space to work together and, and really look at how we can grow the game and, and, and you know, take this, this sport to new heights within this country. So, so what about this, Decker, excites you the most? Honestly, it's just an easy question for you, but what about this development excites you the most? For me, it's the you putting know, green. Sorry, Decker. Sorry to jump in. As soon as I heard about this putting green, I said to myself, the next <laughs> Mac Hughes is coming out of Caledon. Okay, sorry. I had to get that in. You beat me to it, Gunnar, because that is absolutely I, – I selfishly, as a golfer, I can't wait to put in some, you know, a couple of friendly friendly competitions up there on the putting green. But, but you know, truthfully, it's, it's uh, you know, just, just being a part of the buzz, right? You, you get everybody on site here. You get the, the kind of fostering the collaboration that, that comes together when you're, you're spending time in the same kind of space as everybody. You know, we, we've had a number of events here. We had PGA Tour Canada here this week. We've had Golf Canada host a number of competitions here over the last, the last couple of years. And, and it, you really can't replace the buzz of, of what it's like when you have those events happening on site. And, and, and knowing that we're going to have that so much more consistently over the next few years, I think it's great. And I, I, truthfully, I, I think it's going to really positively impact the golfer experience out here. Uh, being able to come out and, and just feel that buzz when you're out here, not only, you know, being able to get away and play a great golf course, but, you know, feeling like you're being a part of the future of the, of the game here in Canada. I, I think it really is going to be something exciting for people that play here all the time. So when the PGA Tour Canada is there, they play the Heathlands track, right? That's the tournament course typically? Yeah, you know, when we were on the north course the first couple of years and we moved it to the Heathlands the last couple of years, it, it's, it's really interesting to see, uh, you know, the different challenges presented by those golf courses golf courses you know we the, the heathlands is it's fescue line you got to keep it uh in the fairways and, and that's that's really what's leading to, to uh, some success for the boys out there this week um but that's the beauty of it you know, the three golf courses being all different they all kind of present different challenges and, and I'm, I'm loving watching some of these up-and-coming players take on the uh take on some of the fescue here this week <laughs> so you mentioned the the three different courses here and that's the thing that i i brought this up to you when we played a couple weeks ago decky that it's 
the three courses, you feel like you're in three different parts of the world, which blows me away always. Like, we played the Heathlands, and it feels like, you know, it's a classic Lynx. Then you go with the Hoot, and it feels like you're in, like, South Carolina or something. And then the North is almost like a more traditionally Canadian-style course. I don't really know exactly how to explain it. But that's the thing that always blows me away about the three courses, that they're all so different. Yeah, you know what, that's, that's a really important thing for the golfer experience. And, and as we're, you know, building our clubhouses and on-site accommodations where people are going to be able to stay and play here for trips, you got to make people feel like they're away. And, you know, we'll never be Cabot Links. We don't have the ocean. But, you know, we're 45 minutes from the airport. And when people come here, we want them to feel like they're, they're truly getting away from it all. And, and that's really the feel that you experience when you're out there. You know, you're on the Heathlands, you feel like you're in a traditional rolling links kind of style on the hoop you feel like you've been transported to pinehurst north carolina and like you said that north course is that kind of great canadian you know parkland style course and and, and having three different experiences is really part of it and I, I think that's really what helps people feel like when they get here you know they're getting away from it all they're getting their time out on the golf course we really try to space out the tea time so that people feel like you know they've got their own space they don't have a group waiting on them on the tee all the time uh and and you hit the nail on the head there sammy because that's that's really what it's all about yeah, the Hoot uh, specifically is among the more unique golf courses I've played in this part of the world, and not to disparage either of the other ones. I've thoroughly enjoyed my, my time on Heathlands and, and North as well. But, yeah, the Hoot is just so specifically different. And, you know, it's funny. I, I went up North for a bachelor party this weekend, and, you know, we're driving a half hour here to play some golf. We're driving 40 minutes there. And all I could think is, man, why couldn't this thing be in uh, in a couple of years' time when we could just go shack up at TPC and play three top hundreds without having to leave the premises? Like, it's all... <laughs> It's all, all I could think. And we of. don't need a DD. Yeah, that's well. That's also very important as well. Uh, luckily, a couple guys were uh, very willing participants in that. So, thank big shout outs to those guys. But in, in you know, I I think everyone hears us talking about the three amazing courses, how big the property is. There's a partnership with Golf Canada. I think that leads a lot of people to say. Just how lofty are the goals? You know, is there is there one day a world where you could picture a Canadian Open uh, tournament being played there? I know you guys are thrilled with the relationship you have with PGA Tour Canada, and that's really, really important. But I think when people hear a partnership with Golf Canada at a golf course, I, I think that's where a lot of people's minds go. For sure. That's, that's the natural inclination. And, you know, if any golf course said that they're not interested in hosting an RBC Canadian Open and hosting a CP Women's Open, you know, you gotta you gotta give that that person a little bit of side eye. But it, truthfully, yeah, I, having been a former PGA Tour employee, having seen how all these events come together, I can tell you it's, it's a huge collaboration between a lot of different people. And, and truthfully, we're not there yet. We we hope we're going to get there in a few years. But right now, we're just focused on the many events that we do have coming. You know, transforming this as a as a golf destination for people to come and stay and play. The golf, you know, conversations about you know future future competitions coming here in in, in the in years to come, you know, we look forward to that, but, you know, we're not there yet, but, you know, we, we do have a lot of other great tournaments that are, are coming out here as well. You know, we got DJ Tour Canada this week, which we just announced junior girls. We have golf Canada selection camp. There, there's literally all kinds of tournaments that are happening here. And uh, that's, that's part of the fun of it. It's just imagining all these things coming together. Yeah. Hey, Brian, we, we so, started, oh, so, oh, sorry, McKee, let me just jump in. We, we started our show yeah, yeah, talking okay. about the Canadian women's AM. So uh, we, we definitely want to give love to, to all, all levels of competition. And I think it's really important that you, that you kind of mention that. And that's, that's something that I think is honestly, I think for a lot of people, it's refreshing to hear somebody say, we're not there yet, or we're not focused on that. We have present day goals. I think so often in all of our lives, we can try to rush ahead to the big, sexy thing. And you guys, uh, you know, as, as long as I've known about the course, as long as uh, I've had the, the, 
you know, the opportunity to know you guys there. You guys have just gone about building so successfully, kind of step by step, brick by brick. And and again, it's going to be a long project, but I cannot wait to see what it looks like when it's all uh, said and done in a couple of years time. I mean, do you guys have a kind of rough timeline for all of this when you expect it all to be done? Like, I'm sure people are hearing this and saying, okay, when can I book my buddy's trip? Like, how long is this going to take, Brian? What's the uh, rough timeline? Yeah, I, I, I can't wait, too, to start seeing those those trips and those couple of getaways and all that other kind of stuff that's going to be coming here. We expect our, our clubhouses are, are going to be ready for the 2024 season. The Golf Canada uh, announcement today included 2025 as the date for the home for Canadian golf and the, and the campus that's being built there. So, you know, it, it, it's a big process, right? With, it, with a, a project of this scale comes, you know, a big scale project timeline and, and – uh, we, we we're gonna to have to be patient over the next couple of years because it's so tantalizing. We, or I'm literally watching the buildings going up. You know, every every day I come in, there's a little bit more progress being made, and we're getting a little bit closer to having all that all the amenities built out. So it's uh, it's gonna it's gonna test my patience over the next couple of years as we're watching it. But uh, yeah, within the next two or three years, we're gonna to start to see all that that new stuff start to come online and really transform the uh, the experience for people coming here. So my final question for you, Decky, is: Have you recovered from looking at David Amber's arms uh, during the during the match the other day? That, listen, David can generate some speed. I think he's probably got the fastest club head speed I've ever seen on a flop shot in my life. But uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell I'll tell you what: the the man came in clutch in the faceoff our, our charity match with James Duffy and, and David Amber. The boy showed up, and, and, and Duffy's developing a bit of a reputation. You know, his first year he struggled a bit, but you know, since he started bringing in a couple of Sportsnet guys, he had Sean McKenzie last year, he had David Amber this year. I they brought up the clutch gene in him, so you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's been an interesting. I, I you know, I, I did notice that that, that David called it a, a Sportsnet turning point. I'm not sure if that's okay to say on air, but uh, <laughs> yeah. there there was a Sportsnet turning point in the match, and and since yeah, it, it really turned around then, and, and it was a thrilling finish. Oh, that's uh, that's awesome, and yeah, we'll we'll allow it from you because we're all such uh, such good friends. And David Amber said it, so if anybody's getting in trouble, it's him. And guess what? He has just a touch more clout than Sam and I uh, here here at Sportsnet. Uh, Decker, really, really love the time, man. Love the chat. Uh, cannot Appreciate wait it, to continue to get out to TPC Toronto. Uh, in the meantime, and when it's all uh, said and done, can't wait to see what you guys uh, put the finishing touches on there. Thanks so much, Decker. Boys, thanks for having thanks, me, Decker. and we'll be we'll be cheering on Brooke this weekend and the, and the boys at PGA Tour Canada. That's right. Yes, yes. we will. Yes, yes, we will. Uh, Brian Decker, Director of Marketing, TPC Toronto. Man, we get guys with lofty titles on here. Remember the guy from Cobra you got on? He was like the vice president and Bryson's best friend. Yeah, he's like Bryson's best friend. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I want I want to um, quickly, I just saw this tweet from Shane Bacon. I just, I got I got to bring it, it up yeah. here before we get Give to break. Did you see it? No, I didn't. It It says the best picture you'll see all day. 14-year-old Mateo Desmond won the club championship at the Fort Lauderdale Country Club. Oh. So the champ's parking spot got a bike. little upgrade so he could utilize it. And it's a it's a bike spot. Love it. It's like a spot for his bike at the as the as the club champion. I absolutely I love that. Love that. I can only imagine. It's funny. We've talked to, uh, you know, we, we have uh, we have a friend who grew up in some country club circles. And uh, I can only imagine the, you know, everyone's nice about it because it's a kid. 
but the seething with rage of some guy who's oh like my god yeah he's like yeah the if boys i could sit there sour. on the range if i could sit there on the range all day and grind and practice my short game <laughs> yeah you think i wouldn't be nasty oh yeah so again everyone's everyone's giving him the tussle of the hair hey way to go there timmy what a tail like, <laughs> i can't stand that kid i hate him i'm gonna slash the tires on his bike I love it. I'm so the happy. Poisers, they're grinding on the range to like beat the 14-year-old next year, and he's just got he's a like, smooth swing. Doesn't matter. He's just sitting there looking at Pokemon cards or, I guess, TikToks. I guess that's what a 14-year-old would be doing now. He's just like doing oh, yes, TikTok dances TikToks. on the range. Uh, we do have a tweet uh, in today. John from Oshawa. Today I'm out at Aurelia Golf and Country Club. Beware. Mm. Lots of old fuddy-duddy golfers here, as well as crusty folks who get pissed off at the old fuddy-duddy locals. It's a nice course, though. I golfed here yesterday. There's just a lot to take in there. I think that's a warning shot telling people to get off his back. He takes a while to play. Give him some breathing room is what that, what that sounds like to me. Yeah, yeah. We know, I like, listen, we've talked about the golf culture here a lot, and it's one that I don't, like, I don't, it's one I've often wondered, like, you know, if the older generation, like, once it kind of transitions to, like, our generation being the old guys, I feel like it'll just be the same thing, right? No, because like, it's not, it's not going to be, it's not going to, like, get better. It's just the kind of the culture of golf, no? Like, do you think there's a world in which it gets less stuffy? I don't know. I think it gets less stuffy, but I think that everybody, look, like, like you're not going to be... I'm not saying you're going to be, you know, slow play out here. You're not going to be, uh, you're not going to be Kevin Na or Jason Daying it, okay? But as you get older, you're going to slow down. Like people, when they play with me and you, marvel at how quickly we play, and not in terms of like, well, more so with you, but not definitely not with me. Like you're scoring well. It's just I play quick. I get over the ball. I give it a whack. Go find it. Whack it again. And I do think that we'll have that going. But guess what? We're going to get to our ball a little less, uh, a little less quickly as we, uh, as we advance in age. Just a touch. Just a touch. Maybe it's even true. happening now because we are washed. We're very old. We're very washed. Something you brought <laughs> up at the – something I quickly wanted to touch on here, and you, you asked me this question, and this is my theory. I don't know if this is necessarily the definitive answer, but if you're watching the, the LPGA major right now, and I, I've got it on, go Brook go, as, as always, uh, you'll, you might notice, what, why are – why are the scores so high? I feel like in every major, the, the scores are like minus 15, minus 20, whatever it may be. And a lot of times it's because the whole locations just have to be a touch more accessible because they're just going in with more club. Like you, I always have the joke of like, I play a lot of LPGA Tour golf, a lot of hybrids, a lot of woods, a lot of chipping, a lot of putting. Like that's what's going on. And it's very similar at, obviously they're doing it far, far better than I or any hacker ever could, yes. but it's a similar style of game. You're just going in with less club, balls coming in uh, to, to borrow a term from our boy whose business card is right beside me for some reason, Tyler LeBlanc at Cobra, the attack angle, just not quite, quite as steep as on the PGA Tour. So then you get more accessible pins and people go low because of that so there we go just a little uh little answer to a question that literally only one person asked but uh i wanted to i uh, wanted to sneak that in before we uh before we get to break well because i i was I, it was not bothering me but i was just like i you know you think of a you think of a, a major on the uh, other than the one at st andrews that just happened yeah. that was 19 under but you know you think of a major being what like a winner being if it's not the u.s open what did what did justin thomas win with was he was it six under they went to with the, seven, with the eight, playoff at southern like yeah. Southern Hills. Yeah. You think of it being within the eight to eight to eleven range for mm -hmm. a major win, right? Like that's kind of what, what you picture. 
and it, it kind of rubs me the wrong way seeing like this major and it's just like a birdie fest but it's just these women are so good like like you said with those sort of hybrids and the longer irons they just drop dart to them so it's hard for me to pick like other than just like lengthening it lengthening it i guess but it's just i wish it was it seemed like a little stiffer of a test because it just seems like if it's a major it's hard to be like oh what a major when it's just like minus 25 you know do you know what i'm saying here I uh, I do hear it a little bit. I I I don't get it. Also, it's really up. good. Well, also even on the men's side, I feel like you often give me this take when a guy's like four under through eleven on Thursday at a major, and I I don't I it's the one it's apparently the one thing in life I don't get too exercised and worked up about. Apparently, that's the one thing I say. Eh, it is what it is. The course is the course. It's playing how it's playing. Uh, but I I hear what you're saying. You want it to be tough. You want to to borrow a theme from our morning show this week. You want to have to grind at the majors. I want to grind. I want. You want some grinders out there. I uh, I absolutely get it. Somebody who's the ultimate grinder in our business, no longer in our business because he's earned retirement. News legend, golf show legend, Scott Metcalf, the man who who corralled this mic. Well, not this exact one. He had a different one, but who was behind the mic on the golf show for many many years. He stepped away for a while, and quite frankly, we can't have that. We need his voice. We need his wisdom in this time of peril in the game of golf. Golf Show continues, and as always, the Golf Show is brought to you by your local Ontario Subaru dealers. Welcome to Uncommon Performance in a Subaru with legendary, symmetrical, full-time, all-wheel drive. Golf Show continues next on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Welcome back. Sportsnet 590, the fan golf show. Brent Gunning, Sam McKee. As always, the golf show is brought to you by your local Ontario Subaru dealers. Welcome to Uncommon Performance in a Subaru with legendary, symmetrical, full-time, all-wheel drive. A man who uh, who kept this seat warm for, for many, many years and still holds a very special place in myself and McKee's hearts. And I'm sure the listeners as well. Golf show legend. That's how I wrote it down on my lineup here. Scott Metcalf mm. joins us now. Scott, good morning. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks very much for having me on. It was when I uh, when the phone rang and I picked it up and it was Derek Brandale. I thought, oh my god, what a flashback. Derek's been uh, he's he is the anchor there. He he looks after stuff there for you, and uh, it's always good to hear his voice. Yeah, he he certainly is, and uh, he he gets the pleasure. He puts the guests in a good mood before they have to talk to us, and then who knows how that goes for them. Uh, so yes, uh, very very happy to have uh, Brendeo uh, alongside, and happy to have you uh, on board here, Scott. How's uh, how's retirement been treating you? You've been getting out. You've been playing much golf. What have you uh, What have you been up to? Yeah, I've been playing uh, some golf. It's been great. I also uh, spend a little more time watching Blue Jays games. And uh, and listening to the radio as well. But last night I was watching 28.5, and it was interesting. I was watching on Twitter all the stuff that was happening. And uh, one of my all-time favorite golf show guests was at Fenway Park uh, tweeting pictures and comments. Lauren Lord. Rubenstein. That's right. Yeah, it was fantastic <laughs> to see that. It was his first time ever at Fenway. And what a treat that was for him. Yeah, I can't imagine, Scott. That I mean, you go to a Blue Jays road game as a fan, you don't hit the lottery like that. Like the all-time record for runs scored, having the Red Sox F up the whole game, that is an all-time going to a game, getting lucky situation. You hit the lottery if you're an opposing fan there. Yeah, and you don't ever forget that. And I was hoping that they were going to get to 30 or beyond because that would be the major league record. But if they could have got for 30 – 
that would have been the back nine score of Cameron Smith at the Open. So there would have been some nice balance there. <laughs> I was going to say to my golf analogy for that, that game last night felt like uh, Tiger at Pebble in 2000 uh, when, when they're saying mm. it's just not a fair fight. It's just not a fair <laughs> fight. And that's, uh, that's exactly what it felt like uh, la- last night. Uh, so, so Scott, you know, uh, we, we do want to ask your opinion on what's been going on. I, I don't know if you've noticed the game of golf has had a, mm, how can I put this properly? A cataclysmic shift since you have last been doing the golf show. Have you been paying attention to what's going on with the live stuff? How, how surprised have you been how it's all played out and what's your, what's your kind of take on it? Yeah, you know what that that live thing is um, fascinating, and uh, it, you know, I think their slogan is golf but louder, and they've accomplished that uh, because they're you know whether it's good or bad in terms of uh, publicity and debate, they've they've got people talking about golf who never would be talking about golf. So there's that. Whether it's good or bad, I don't know if any of any of us are going to know for a while. But as I was watching all this stuff that was happening, it reminded me a little bit of the uh, – and because I'm old, I was I was alive when it was happening, and I was interested – was the WHA, the World Hockey Association. So back in the 1970s, it lasted for about seven years, and it tried to compete with the NHL. And you think about some of the parallels there um, – 67 players jumped to the NHL, jumped from the NHL to the WHA in the first year. Uh, Bobby Hall, I remember, uh, uh, I was shocked when he did it because he was such a stalwart on the the Blackhawks. He signed a 10-year deal worth $2.7 million. Now, that's that's nothing now, but in in dollar terms, comparing the decades, that would have been a lot of money. And, And then the WHA, the thing that they did, was they signed a lot of European players, which the NHL had not really been doing. So, but then it it, it folded after seven years, and then uh, the only team that's left that had its name, uh, that kept its name in its city, was the Edmonton Oilers, and they they did all right <laughs> in the in the eighties. But um, if you look at uh, that. It eventually faded away, but it had a pretty big impact on hockey in general. Um, so I don't know if there's a parallel there. Maybe live last for a certain long, a certain length of time. How long are the Saudis going to be willing to pay billions of dollars to keep that thing going? Um, so it, if if there is a parallel, it may fade away, but it will have changed. It already has changed the PGA Tour. So. The thing that I keep coming back to, and Gunner is very mad at me for my takes on the live tour, that you know I'm not as bent out, of, I'm not as bent out of shape about it as a lot of the golf world is, because to me, Scott, and this is a take that I've been talking about, there just seems to me that there, if Cam Smith truly does go after the President's Cup and Hideki Matsuyama goes after the President's Cup, to me, it, there's just no world in which they don't come to some sort of an agreement where they say, you know, okay, you can get world ranking points through this. Like, you are eligible to play in certain tournaments that don't line up with the Live Tour. To me, there's no way in which it doesn't come to some sort of an agreement af- at the start of next season. Yeah, and, you know, Greg Norman is, uh, he's been trying to do this for a long, long time, and he's not given up. You know, he, he's made it his, his life's goal at this Persistent. Point. He is persistent, and you know he won majors, and uh, you, you don't get there without being persistent. And uh, and he's he's got a target, and he's going after it. Now, 
you know, I, I think, uh, oh, there's a little twist here. The uh, tournament uh, next week at Trump National. So one of the things they're doing. That's interesting. Is, what's that? <laughs> oh, that's yeah, interesting. Of all the places you can hold a tournament, that that's yeah, the yeah. place you choose, hey? Well, I know. And that, there again, right? There's just so many levels and layers to this thing. But but they're going to have um, concerts after the, after some of the, the days of, of golf. And the chain smokers are going to be playing. And yes. and it's that's the same group that was playing at the Players' Championship. That's right. In 2020, when the event was canceled after the first round. So there's Greg Norman. I'm assuming it's Greg Norman, just because he's he's a master of getting attention. I like to call it great white sharketing <laughs> that's his, so his good marketing skills, <laughs> his marketing skills oh you got me scott that's pretty good <laughs> <laughs> and so the great white sharketing i just don't discount it oh that's that's we might i i hate to break it to you we might have to steal that that might be a new great white marketing that's all that's so good well done you still got it you know what we're taking next week off you're back in the saddle that was too you're good. back uh very very well done oh man uh, the boys are just reeling from that incredible joke man uh you know what my thing with the live as well is that i just i don't want it to become a fractured entity. And I think, I think you're right with the WHA comparison. And I think to a certain extent, uh, McKee, shut your headphones off. I don't want you to hear this. I think Sam might be right a little bit here because there is going to eventually be a reckoning where we all decide, okay, we can't have a fractured golf world where only guys are playing the four majors. But in the meantime, it's, uh, it's going to be to me incredibly frustrating to see a world where, you know, you just don't have some of these marquee names at, at very, very mar- marquee tournaments. You know, something else I want Wanted to, I wanted to ask you about is something happening right now. Uh, Brooke Henderson's got a lead on yeah. the LPGA Tour. If she's able to, to pull it off and look, still a lot of golf, uh, plenty left today, plenty left tomorrow. But if she's able to do this, she'll be the first Canadian to win a couple of majors. You know, Mike Weir winning the yeah. Masters will always be Mike Weir winning the Masters. There's, there's just nothing that can supplant that. But Brooke Henderson ripping off another major and kind of stamping home exactly who she is in the game. You know, we all love her and we all give her her due, but I can't help but feel like the rest of Canada just can't, for whatever reason, take notice to her uh, greatness. Yeah, well, I, I, that may be, yeah, it's unfortunate in, in some ways, but but I think you're seeing Brooke's face a lot more in in marketing. Uh, I think she's, uh, and when she has her events at Golf Town, and you know the, the young girls who come in, you know th- this this could be this could be the beginning. This could have a long lasting effect, not only on Canadian golf, but on young women getting into golf in Canada. And we've already seen that. We've already seen that. And and their hero is Brooke Henderson. Brooke Henderson's twenty four years old, and she's a hero <laughs> to young players. It's amazing. It's crazy. And the thing I love about Brooke, and I always have, like the first time I I went out to um, uh, Magna to to watch, and and I hadn't seen Brooke in person. And I went up to the first tee, and the other some other players teed off first, and then Brooke teed off, and it was a different sound. Uh, She hammers the ball, and I thought, oh my god, like this is incredible. And then she had to shorten her driver. Right. So that, you know, you know, it's like in golf guys, like Sam had his beloved driver and it broke last time I played with him. And, but, you know, seriously, like 
those, you love those clubs, the ones that you can hit. And she yeah. had to change it. And, and it wasn't, you know, she probably struggled a little bit. Then she changed her putting grip. There's, there's an example of somebody who has incredible talent who is able to change how they play the golf and the tools they use to play the game and still be exceptional at the highest level in the world. It's just, she's amazing. So I got a couple things, Scott. One of the main reasons we had you on is because you wanted to uh, keep your tradition going. We, I yeah. had asked you about this. 30 years on the fan now. That you've, now you've 30 straight years. You know, it'll be 31 when we have you on next year. But 30 years on the fan, not many have done that. You mentioned Stellick. Who else did you mention? Uh, I'm not sh- Maybe um... – who, was, who else was I thinking of? There, there may, like, I don't know if Shulman was on in the early going, but he might have been, Dan Shulman. And there have been guys maybe like a, a regular guests, right? Like a Damien Fox. Raj? Yeah, that's Roger, Lajoie, all those, all those people. So there are many people, and it's, it's really a tribute to the fan and, and the crew that they've had there over the decades. I mean, it's really been a fabulous place to work. You guys know how lucky you are to be there. And I know the business is, is a little chaotic now as, as the media business is everywhere and radio and TV and newspapers, especially have been hammered hard, but we've been, we've managed to keep a really good crew of people there. And, and really it all comes down to the passion, the way you guys are passionate about golf, a little bit passionate about the Leafs. Just Sam. a bit. <laughs> Here and there. But yeah, but that's all part of it. And, and uh, it's just great to be a small part of that uh, tradition. So now I, I wanted to ask you about, because uh, you love the history of the game and having the 150th uh, Open at, at St. Andrews. And I just, I wanted to get your take on where that par that Cam Smith made on the road hole, road hole at yeah. St. Andrews ranks among the all-time pars in the history of the game. Because I, I honestly can't believe, I still have watched the highlights of that, and yeah. I still can't believe he made a four there. Where does that rank for you? Because that was one of the all-time moments for me in, the, in my history of watching golf. Yeah, I think you're bang on. And what will happen is when they do those highlight reels of great shots at golf champ- major championships, that'll be there. And and just, you know what, it's it's like, and I know Cam Smith must be emotional because we've seen him, you know, hit the speed wobble a few times, right, where he, he does get a little bit uh, wobbly and, and hits a drive, you know, way left or way right. But my goodness, that back nine at, at St. Andrews, he was cool as the breeze off the first of fourth. He was unbelievable. And and that the cool way he putted it up past that awful bunker on the road hole. And then as you say, Sam, he knew he knew where he could kind of get it within range of maybe ten or fifteen feet. And he, he just knew in his heart because of the way he was playing. He had a good chance to make that putt, and he did, and, and it, it was amazing. I think we saw the you know the classic because he's an aggressive player and he plays one certain way, kind of full speed ahead at all times. And we saw it on the Saturday when he was hip deep in one of those bunkers with a name, and he tried to hit it onto the green, and he hit it into a gorse bush, and all the all the announcers were saying, "Wow, that's how you ruin your championship." I guess when you shoot a thirty on the back nine on Sunday, that kind of unruins your championship. Well, exactly. And, uh, you know, it was Rory's to win, and Rory played uh, a beautiful, you know, round of golf. Uh, But he he didn't make the putts, and Cam Smith did. And that was that. 
that was the difference. Yeah, he played yep. a uh, totally fine round of golf, but unfortunately yeah. fine at a major is often not enough. And here, here to me is the best part about that Cam Smith par at the Road Hole. Anytime our buddy has a bunker uh, adjacent to him in the in the hole, and he and he could putt it or he could flop it over, you tell him you think you're better than Cam Smith, and tell him to put that putter in his hands. We don't have to see some terrible, terrible <laughs> hands around the green. Uh, Scott, we really, really enjoyed this, and as McKee said, you will be back for year 31. But the invite is always open. We, I mean, we didn't really do this for you, but it does kind of work out this way. We only ever have one guest a week. Second spot always held open for you. Anytime you want a uh, standing go. invite, really, really appreciate you taking the time this morning. It was great listening Let- to you guys on the morning show. It was a fabulous job. And I oh, love your debate you. over Austin Matthews and Alec Manoa. And, you know, their initials are AM and you were on AM radio in the AM morning show. So I was very <laughs> impressed. Oh, very look impressive. at this. Oh, my God. The serendipity <laughs> hey, is, is incredible. Let's tee it before. Let's tee it before the snow flies, Scott. Let's get out this year at some point. Yes, and, and I can't wait till they have those um, stay and play at the TPC. That's going to be great. Uh, their marketing message could be what happens at TPC. Yeah, stay exactly. Oh, there we go. I love it. Oh, look at this. Oh, man, still a marketing whiz. Uh, Scott, thank you so much, so much. Uh, 680 News, now City News 680 legend. Golf show legend. I refer to you as the Jack Nicholas of news. I hope that's okay with you. Thanks so uh, much, Scott. Okay. Thanks, Thanks guys. <laughs> there he goes. There he goes. I, I can't give him Golden Bear. I can't give him that one. But Jack Nicholas of news is, is a okay with me. I loved, loved, loved uh, that, that chat there with him. That was, uh, that was very, very enjoyable. And look, man, this is a guy who so, he is the golf show as far as uh, we're concerned still. So very happy I, to get him on. Can I, can I tell a quick Scott Metcalf story? Um, Please. About working working uh, at 680 News, because that's where I got my start. We're now on City News 680. But back in the day, uh, you know, as one does when you first started media, you get the kind of the crappy shifts. And, like, I got mm-hmm. – I was an intern at – I was an intern there, and then I got uh, I got hired for the Christmas season. So I think it was either my first or second year working there. It was the ice storm. So was that 2013, the ice storm? Sounds about right. I think it was tw- 2013. So I was working on Christmas Day, and it was a disaster. People couldn't get in. There was a, our lead reporter was supposed to come in and and do and do uh, you know reports on the ice storm and she, her car got frozen. There was something that happened. I forget what happened, but she couldn't make it in. And I'm sitting there on cutting audio. And who strolls through the door on Christmas of Day? Of course. At, I think it was I think it was nine nine a.m. or nine thirty a.m. The Scott Metcalf there all day, all day. Working on Christmas Day, doing reports about the ice storm, working. If there's ever been a leader by example, it's Scott Metcalf. The guy is an absolute legend. I just, I love him to death. So I'm thrilled we got to have him on for 30 straight years. What an accomplishment. That's uh, that's incredible. And yeah, absolutely loved him. And hey, well, we're, uh, he, he mentioned Brooke Henderson's uh, stopping by Golf Towns. We'll give a shout out to a guy he, uh, he had a brief dalliance with, you know, just a little fling uh, doing the golf show for a couple of seasons. Uh, our buddy Hugh Burrell. So shout out to him. Uh, do, doing yeah, let's get Huey on soon, too. We should. We should, uh, because that's an easy guess for you to book. And you're the guy who does the guest booking. So that's at least one. Reason. <laughs> uh, another, uh, otherwise, I know you guys would love to hear uh, from Hugh. Back to the text line for a second. 590, 590. This is a, a touch of a blind spot for, for both of us. 
I think. It's our it's our boy John from Oshawa. He's back. He had he had more takes to to mm. give us on the text line. He says, "Hey boys, it's Fair. John from Oshawa. You have to get up to Sudbury and golf Morgan Golf and Country Course in Kelmsford, Ontario. Sorry if I'm butchering that. This course is awesome. I golfed there on Thursday this week. This guy's playing a lot of golf this week. Uh, you guys got love to pump it. up Big the golf Northern week. Golf Courses, boys. Uh, love love that. Uh, I haven't played a ton of golf up there. Favorite favorite course I've played. No. I, 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 I guarantee you they'll tell me it's not Northern Ontario because it was in Perry Sound. I played uh, Sagan, uh, Sagan Golf and Country Club. Uh, it is a top yep. 100 or at least. Sagan Valley, one. right? Sagan Valley, that's right. Yeah, at the, uh, the last yeah. uh, cool island green, cool course. But, yeah, definitely uh, not a place I'm, I'm overly uh, fr- familiar with. So I wanted to uh, get that in the text line as well. Yeah, I, there's actually a couple courses, you know, that are – that are far from Toronto that I'm, I really want to make the, the pilgrimage out to. But, you know, Sudbury is far. What's Sudbury? Is that, is that five from I'll tell, Toronto? I'll tell you. I'll tell Toronto? you. I know exactly how far it is because my brother-in-law lives up there. And it how how far exactly? It's a far. hall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 more than – it's like a, you got to get a hotel if you're going to play a game of golf Can in confirm. Sudbury. You're not, Can confirm. You're not hauling back. But um, – <laughs> The other course that I keep getting recommended to me on the text line and others is uh, Black Bear out in Belleville, which is I've now a, top, this, it's a yeah. top 100 course. Yeah, so maybe maybe the boys before the end of the season could make the pilgrimage out there. Belleville's not that far, was it? About an hour and a half from Toronto. That's doable. So you te- maybe that's you one tell that me we can yeah, how far it is point. from Toronto. I I wanted to Belvegas sneak. Yeah, I wanted to sneak this in. So we we gave uh, our girl Monet Chun big big shouts to her winning the Canadian oh, Women's Am. It's kind of Am season. Mm. I gotta get this in. Mm. So the Alberta Ugh. Men's Mid Amateur Championship. First things first, the Mid Am is among the great tournaments in golf because these guys all have jobs. Okay, these are not yeah. the fourteen year old kid with his bike in the champion spot. These are guys who have jobs. Uh, so. The Meds Mid Amateur Championship. A guy named Ryan had a two stroke lead on a guy named mm. Jesse. On the 18th hole. Well, Ryan's second shot pulled a Mac Hughes and went into the tree and stayed there. Because Ryan's dedicated to the game and champions don't quit, he pulled a bear and climbed himself up that tree, could not find the ball, uh, never found it. He ended up making a nine on the final hole. Big shouts to Jesse Galvin, who ended up as the uh, Alberta men's mid-am champ because of that. Uh, that's his heartbreaking way to lose a championship that that guy you know cares deeply, deeply about. He went full Mac Hughes, ball on can, the, uh, in the tree on 18. Can I say that my boys at Lacombe Golf and Country Club were a guarantee that was the talk of the club? You know, that's a big... Oh, yeah. It, it, like, you know, uh, Brady McKinley, who was the, the, the championship flight winner out there, who's actually competing in an amateur championship down south of the border right now, he retweeted that. Like, it's guarantee the boys at Lacombe, shout out, are up in arms about what happened there. That's the talk of the club. So, love, love that. Golf show brought to you by your local Ontario Subaru dealers. Welcome to Uncommon Performance in a Subaru with legendary, symmetrical, full-time, all-wheel drive. Let's hope we're talking about a Brook win next week. We're back on Saturday. Yes, go, Brook, go. Golf go show with Brooke Brett Gutting and Sam McKee.